welcome to episode two of the God Pod, brought to you by myself, Callum Bennett. To my right, I've got Lewis Barker, and across from me, fresh from a trip to Poe on the weekend, we've got Will Morkham, the rugby tourist. How are we, gents? No, bonsoir, mes amis. Oh, for God's sake. How are we doing, boys? Hey, ça we've va. made it, haven't we? Oh, we've ça made va bien. It. oh, Will, we've made it. We've, you know, and listen, Parlez vous, we, anglais. Listeners, we've just got to add in. Will has just dropped the bombshell, but he's not even listened to the pod. Yeah, no, I don't listen to my own work. <laughs> <laughs> he sat here, by the way, for all you listeners, for all, the, all you millions of listeners, he sat here with uh, a Toulouse reversible bucket cap on. Which uh, you're very kids, jealous of. A kid's 14 to 15. So yeah, looks 15. like a right tosser. Um, but yeah, I've just got back from Turkey. Um, 10 days, all inclusive. I left at 87. I'd be disappointed with the hair job they've done, mate, because if you <laughs> yeah, went to Turkey to get your barnet sorted, it's, it's, not, it's not worked out, has it? Let's be honest. I went... As if Lewis Barker's been to Turkey, not a hairdo. I know. I, I, went, I, I went to 87 kilos and I came back, got on the scales 92. So I put five kilos on since I've been there. Yeah. Cheers, for, cheers for the maths, mate. We couldn't work out 87 minus 92. Sorry, that's minus five. <laughs> <laughs> Will, how was, uh, how was your trip to Poe? Who did you go see? Did you? A uh, friend of a pod, Andy Jones. Um, lucky enough to stay. Him and his wife got a beautiful place in the countryside just outside Poe, and I went to the uh, Poe Toulouse game. I, I didn't think you'd seen Andy. I thought you were going to see your mate Anton. It's Antoine. Antoine, sorry. Antoine. Antoine. Um, no, I went to the. Uh, couldn't get near Antoine, unfortunately. Um, had a nice little selfie with Jordan Joseph, you might have seen. Oh, nice. Star yeah. of France 20s. But yeah, great weekend. I'd recommend. I don't understand why it's not pushed more, actually, people to go for like a city break, go and watch a French rugby game. Some yeah. great cities out there Toulouse, Lyon, Montpellier. And Andy's the old RGC analyst, isn't he? Yeah, great little weekend away. Finally enjoyed myself and uh, refreshed and back in action. We're absolutely gobsmacked at, uh, at the week we've had with the response to the first step. And uh, yeah, hopefully we won't let you down too much going. Yeah, it's going very good forward. of you, Lewis, to keep me informed on like a half hourly basis to how many followers and downloads Down- we've had. Downloads, mate. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, that, mate. Appreciate it. Two and a half thousand. No. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, big news story um, before we we'd actually look at results was the, uh, the WRU postponing those games. Right, right thing to do, wouldn't it, really? Right yeah. thing to do, probably, but the way they handled it, I thought was appalling. Oh, shocking. Um, How late it took them. Are well, Thursday know? night game allowed to be played, even though S4C pulled the TV coverage. Friday night game's not allowed, nor for the rest of the weekend, and yet they allowed youth games on the Saturday, Mini and Junior Sunday, and, and didn't let the clubs know till sort of mid-morning at the earliest on the Friday. I think it was 12 o'clock. Yeah, by which morning. time some clubs... Might have had to go to print for programs, but is is it is it the right decision? Because I, I, I'm not going back to RFU, but RFU said right, yeah, we can do two minute silence, God save the king, and black armbands, and you play your games. It's respectfully done. I think the issue is more whatever the decision is when you make it. The Scottish Rugby Union cancelled the games on the Thursday night. You know, you, whether you agree with it or not, you knew what was happening then. WRU prevaricated, as Callum said, didn't make the decision until 12 o'clock on the Friday, having allowed a game to go on on the Thursday. And then I just don't understand the logic of saying senior games can't be played, but you can play youth games on the Saturday. We'll delve into some results from the first round of the Wales' Cup. Um, been restructured this year, hasn't it, into different divisions, into pools that you play in, and then you progress onto national stages. But you know, Yeah, if I just, just come in with their set, I mean... 
I'm 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 right at the front of the queue for having a pop at the Welsh Rugby Union, but it has to be said one of the successes um, last season was was having all those cup finals down at the um, the National Stadium. Um, I think they had about a week of finals, didn't they, down there? Real positive vibes, um, and I know we're going to talk about it. That's what, that's what was a little bit disappointing about the number of games I think that were postponed in North Wales because it'd be great to see some North Wales sides down in those finals down in Cardiff. Yeah, I mean the Division One. Division one in the cup, which is our our Division one north up here, that, that all the games went ahead there. The same in Division three in the cup, but in Division five and six, uh, kind of the twos competition, which which replicates our Division three, there were five postponements. So Brogue weren't at real twos as off after you saying you're doing so well last week, Callum, with your real two side, forty lads at training, you couldn't put the side out. No, so so there's that. Struggled. Uh, then there's Denby twos, Hollyhead was off, Flint was off again. We did no twos. There was five games off there, which is you know. Um, I do wonder if the cup should start a little bit later, when teams have had a chance to gel more, but particularly those teams in the lower level where you know they are perhaps scratching around for numbers. And then what I have what I have heard this week is Flint have turned around and said, "Well, we didn't put a name in the cup." Yeah, it's a bit bizarre that they didn't put a name. It's still entered. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, and then they've still got a fixture, which makes because a cup a cup competition by its very nature is optional to enter, isn't it? But yeah. the cup the cup competition's there because there's lots of gaps to fill because there's smaller leagues. There is huge gaps in the playing. I know, but what I'm saying, Carl, you could rejig the fixtures so that you carry on more of a league now and you bring them a cup a bit later. Yeah, I don't think they would though, because we, in most in most leagues, the league is the most important thing, but. If you're looking at lower-level rugby, the most important thing is the cup because it gives you a chance to play in the national stadium. Can I, can I just bring a point up? Do these postponements happening the first two weekends? We've had round one now of the league and round one of the cup. Is this the right format to have these four leagues in North Wales? Or should we be in a three-league three system with less teams but getting Personally, regular? I would say it's too soon to say. That's something that we judged at the end of the season. In fairness, trying to sort out the North Wales leagues is an absolute nightmare. It's a Wisdom of Solomon job. It's such a broad geographic area to try and sort out community rugby. They've given it another go this year. One would assume that the clubs were involved in a planning process, I'd like to think. Um, I think it's a bit, you know, we're not even at the end of September yet, so let's give it a bit longer to see. We'll get, some, we'll get someone on to have a chat about that. I think we should, yeah. But I think you've got to also pay credit to the teams that, you know, who sent second teams in that Div 5 and 6 Cup from North Wales with less than 15. We know that Papadi did that. Yeah, fair play. They turned up at 13, I think, didn't they? Yeah, 13 away to Cobra 2s, and this week they're away to Rill. A lot of travelling for these second teams. We've mentioned that before, so it is going to be, it's always going to be an uphill task. Uh, it's just, I think it, I think if they were to scrap it immediately, it will be like, oh, but I think it's one of those things that you need to plug away at. I agree. Agree with you, Cal, for one. So just looking at um, WR Division, WRU Division 1 in the Cup, um, any standout results there, boys? It looked like it was a great game, Bethesda gave me. Um, it was it was announced on the Bethesda Twitter 27-25, um, when in fact now if you go onto Bethesda's website and Langevney's, it comes up as 27-all. Yeah, in that game, it seems to be a standout performance from the 15 reissues for Gedney. Um Try, free conversions, two penalties. You know, he's, he's, he's been... Top performance. Top performance, unfortunate not to get player of the week. I know, yeah. Now, how come we didn't have his player of the week then, boys? Oh, because the Bethesda 10, Thomas Hughes got it. Um, Same game. Yeah, I mean, it was down as 27-25. We did award it. I know two players, you know, 
is it Reese had a good game and, and Thomas obviously had a good game and on the winning side we gave it to Thomas. Sorry, Reese. Even though he wasn't on the winning side. Yeah. yeah, but at the time we were told the time. <laughs> You're a pedantic little fucker, aren't you? <laughs> I think it's important we try and get our facts right. I know we're very lucky at the GOG pod to have resident fact checker Steve McKay, but I want to make Steve, sure we get those up, facts mate. out. Keep it up, love it, mate, love it. I mean, if I could just say, I do know Thomas Hughes. He was in RGC 16s when I was TM. He's a really good player. I'm a bit surprised he's still not with RGC, particularly given RGC aren't exactly overflowing with 10s. Um, he was a quality at 16s. Um, he'll rip it up, I would have thought, in Div 1. Um, uh, you know, if he wanted to, wow. I'd like to think he... I certainly think he's good enough um, to you know, be long term. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's a oh. good player, Tom. Nice. nice. And we had 7-3, slandered in a riffing. Were we expecting that? That is a standout for me. Yeah, and me. Um, no points in the second half. All the points scored in the first half. Try from Aaron Williams, then went off, I think, in the process. Took quite a bad, nasty facial injury. Is it right? I've heard Aaron's been to RGC and his boy plan did no full time now. I don't know if that's true or not. Probably not sure. He's a goat till he dies, isn't he? As in, he's not part of RGC. I might be wrong on that. If anyone he wants wasn't to. He was the senior academy tonight. If anyone wants to correct us on that, I had heard he'd, he'd said no, he was full time plan did no, but anyway. But then looking at the two emphatic uh, emphatic victories, obviously Carnarvon, another drubbing for Denby, unfortunately. Um, Carnarvon looked good. I mean, two's won first weekend round. Um, and the seconds won and then the big performance from the ones and obviously Patheli getting the job done at home to Dolgefi so it's uh, yeah two emphatic results for those two teams Patrick in that one for Dayot Owen um, now Williams got seven conversions and a try um, some good work there Jack Roberts as head coach and, do you remember Dayot Brinelli Will yeah he's, he played our, he played 16 with you Cal yeah he's a team manager there now so nice, well. very nice guy Dayot um, I had some dealings with him when I was um, eighth grade manager and he was he was always great to work with and it's worth mentioning about Day. Day um, Owen is someone who, who slightly did the rounds, um, went down to Scar- have a look, Scarlet's, had a look at him, Extra had a look at him, I think the Ospreys had a look at him. Again, another standout age-grade player. Um, he's decided he'd prefer to play, as, as you know, as, his, as, he, as he should be able to if he wants, to play club rugby rather than RGC, but I'm sure RGC would like to have him back if they could because he's a big unit, he's big, strong and fast. You know, get another lovely lad, decent player, and it's good to see him doing well. Now we're on to the Div 3 Cup. Um, first first result I've got written down is Abigail versus Bangor. First win of the season for Abigail. First, well, first game of the season for Abigail. Then three debutants in the starting line. Bit of a different team to what played against us at Rilk. But, um, yeah, they announced some signings, Abigail, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, there was, uh, there was one of them who's a massive CrossFit guy. He's like CrossFit Games mentalist, like absolute rigatoni, like uh, Sam Henderson. And there's some guy called Mike Williams who... All, from all intents and purposes in the real group chat people were saying he's pretty good that's, anyway. a, that, that's a good win and obviously going to the fixture below it Mould Rill obviously you played in that one Cal uh, from from all accounts you had an absolute shocker I, I would oh, know I was there I <laughs> did he really? yeah mate literally two left but he, he missed three penalties right in the first half two of them were literally in front of the sticks like yeah. no banner um, he, what was wrong there Cal? I put fucking two black boots on me. It was shocking. Uh, I was just, I was, it was just shite. You know, one of those days where you just nothing goes right. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair play to Mould. Good side. Good, well drilled. Great line out. Great, great set piece. Typical Mould. Um, but uh, there was two tries on debut, wasn't there? Was it debut for the winger? Um, yeah. Alex Foster. Alex Foster, that's the one. Alex Foster, two two tries on debut. But Seth Geary, man of the match at 10. Brilliant. 
brilliant at hand, stay in the ship with a, you know, and behind the commanding pack. Yeah, not yeah. really good. I you, did you do a bit with Seth? Uh, Name's not familiar. No, Seth Geary. Mm. Yeah, he was he was involved in I think, and then he went to went came to Mould, and then he went off to Anselmians for a year because he was living that way, and then things didn't work out for whatever reason. He's come back to Mould, played nine a lot last year, not a nine. He is a ten. Cause good kicking game, hasn't he? Yeah, Cal? very good kicking. And um, yeah, settled in pretty pretty nicely there. Well, I've got to add though, two tries for Chris Ellis. That man lives offside. Is that Chris Ellis a flanker? Yeah, my God, I've never seen the boy on side. <laughs> That's a sign of a good flanker, isn't it? Yeah, um, but we had two academy RGC lads playing for us, Paddy Nelson. And both Oscar. did very well. They were very good. Both um, did very well. Yeah, both, both really nice lads, Raven good lads, both. those two. Um, the other results, uh, Welsh Pool versus the Bay. Um, in that match, we had a star of the week in the Div 3 Cup, didn't we? Yeah, player of the week, Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Jones. Lloyd Jones. Well there. Good win that for the day. Yeah, Dan Dan Lyson must have played that game because he sent me somewhat bizarrely a picture of a high street in pant on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> we love those. Hey, anyone listening, right? If you've got any pics or videos or anything, send them in. He literally sent me the picture and said, "Can you do you know where I am?" And even to my embarrassment, I recognise Pant High Street. So um, there you go. But like it, like I said, if you've got any videos, pictures from your bush trips or home trips or initiation. Send them in. Not we'd sure about initiations, see, mate. We'd love to see them. I know we've ticked the explicit box, but I'm not <laughs> sure about initiations. I really am not. Yeah, just keep it PC, please. Yeah. We'll touch We'll touch on the final result of the Div 3 Cup. Uh, Wrexham versus Shot in 75-7. What I've got to say about Wrexham, they are one of the only clubs who use these rubbish WRU websites properly. Pitchero. It's not Pitchero, it's my WRU or something like that. And... They, they they use it properly. They put all their try scorers on, put their lineups. You go to all the other clubs, they don't do it. Yeah. Um, they scored eleven tries, two Hatties in there, and the fullback Nick Dodd got ten out of eleven kicks. Uh, he must have took my kicking boots. <laughs> Just say, I mean, I know Shotton got a bit of a thumping there, but it's good to see him getting a team out. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's a big. That's a big positive from that game for me. And then we're on to the Div Five and Six Cup. Um, a big, big, big win for Cobra Twos at home to the Fairly Twos. Um, and you boys gave man of a match to Yestin Price. Yeah, Yestin Price, um, eighteen-year-old Yestin Price. I must uh, confess, bit of a shock to me that Yestin was playing Cobra Twos. Um, all I can say, it'd be the starting first step, would he? Well, all I can say is, if genuinely, price, genuinely, that if um, if Yestin is the uh, Cobra Twos ten, they must have a bloody good ten in the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know Yestin for age grade. He's a really good player, and I know Josh Leach would like to keep him in RGC. I, I think again, big hand to Fairley for taking thirteen lads away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, must have been a hell of a bus back. Just thirteen lads. Yeah, and just touching on the on the, on the second one, Mold Two's um, Porth Maddock. They were actually in the in the um, in the clubhouse when the the Mold Drill game finished, and uh, they are what a club Porth Maddock are. Really, laugh, yeah, great laugh. Um, they, they had they, their captain spoke really well after the game and kind of said, Look, you know, we, we've had a promising result here. You know, 22 15 is a promising result against a fully fully loaded mold two side. And they said, You know, we're on this journey and um, and we're really enjoying it with the group of lads we've got. And uh, and you know, every week is a step in the right direction, so that's fantastic to 100%. see. And we want to see that every week. And uh, uh, again, I know we're going to touch on it in a bit, but also, I Paul Maddie got a really good Twitter site, yeah, put exactly. a lot of stuff on there, put videos on there, it's really good all around, actually. Yeah, yeah, 
Brilliant. No, that's that, that's really good. And uh, and just to finish off, in uh, in our spotlight fixture, uh, Riffin 2's, Carnarvon 2's, which we thought was going to be a bit of a bell ringer, a bit of a ding-dong, Will. And uh, it seemed like it was. Yeah, I'd just five. like to point out, where I can't ever remember saying the words ding-dong. and well, yet it's well, def- well, you haven't listened back to the pod, mate, because you bloody do. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a ding-dong. In the words of Alan Partridge, ding-dong. Well, that's news to me, lads. But anyway, better start <laughs> that's listening. That's how many beers deep he was last week. But yeah, what, what, from what I've seen from uh, from reports and things, I think a, f- a few of the twos boys, and um, from the from that you know from that really strong Rithin twos have moved up to the ones. Yeah. So I think Deo the ten has moved from the twos team up to the ones team. So whether that's a, a reflection of that because the the Rithin twos are very strong. I, I think uh, speaking to people on the inside at Rithin, they have really struggled with player retention. Lots of people are retired over the summer, but they had in the last week eleven lads go off to uni. Right. Okay. Or eleven up, upwards of eleven. So they're really you know, it's really weak in their squad. There is one result that we haven't touched on, which, you know, I think Will, you were saying when we were talking, could have been the spotlight fixture was the Balatoos versus Bro game. That turned out to be, in your words, a ding dong, Will. Yeah. Last play of the game, twenty seven twenty. And I think it's also worth mentioning that I um I understand Phil Blaco played that game. Um, Phil, I think is sixty-seven. Um, he's still put. No he's still propping regularly. Um, I can't believe. Certainly, I don't think there's anyone older in North Wales playing rugby regularly. Um, if there is, let us know. And he must be one of the oldest players. I mean, you hear about these guys in England playing older, but they're playing sort of fifteen rugby. Um, so he's playing regularly too. He'll basically Phil will go wherever there's a game. Um, and I gather he feels he's responsible for the um, the scrum. Against the head, but won the game, isn't he? Yeah, apparently. Hats off, Blake. Scrum, top stuff, son. Scrum against the head. Go alone. I mean, I used to play with Phil, and he'll, he'll take credit always for anything going positive in the scrum, and if it goes badly wrong, it's a second row's fault. And it was good to see, just outside of the cup, that Clenny Bloys organised the fixture with Rose as well. Brilliant, uh, just brilliant. Yeah. 61-12, sorry. So that was, that, that was the rescheduled fixture from, obviously, the Queen's the Queen's funeral, where, that, where everything was called off that weekend. That fixture there, the Clenard Lois Rose, was a reschedule from week two, from round round two of the league. And obviously Clenard Lois pretty convincing against Rose there. So congratulations, Clenard Lois, on that. And great to see the game being rearranged and getting rugby on. That's what we like to see, isn't it? 100%. 100%. Talk about rugby on. What do you guys just think about this? Um, we, we spoke about um, playing Friday Night Lights. And we spoke about the refereeing crisis last time we were on the pod. Apparently, youth teams in North Wales have been told to play their games midweek to the referees. The referees. What do we think about that? Well, I think it's. I can understand why. There might be some practicalities. I would have thought. One, not all clubs have floodlights. Yeah. Secondly, I would guess that some uh, youth team boys might not be able to play because it might conflict if they're within RGC. I don't know. I'm only just just speculating. Um, but having said that. Anything that means that games, everyone's got to look at every option for trying to get games on. Is there any way of like having some neutral ground? I know obviously it's, it might be an extra ten minutes travelling or extra, you know, can mould without floodlights play at Wrexham because they've got floodlights but against the. Who's, who's the club footing the cost of the electricity bill? Uh, yeah, that all comes into it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, I th- I think at the moment anything, any ideas that work, you've got to try, haven't you? Yeah, a few other games have been played. Um, the 16s campaign's got going. That's RGC 16s. Um, they've played two games, won one, lost one. Um, they lost to Cardiff South down there. 
and they beat um, one of the Dragons teams up here quite convincingly. Um, and probably worth mentioning. That's a great result. That. Yeah, and probably. Yeah, and probably worth mentioning, but I see that there were seven Carnarvon boys in the squad that beat the Dragons. I think Lou mentioned it last week. Yeah, Carnarvon's always one of those. Clubs. I'll tell you what, club. it looks like, you know, that, like you said, Carl, last week, new coaching setup. One's doing really well, young set of boys. Two's doing really well. And now they've got all these youth boys coming out. I'll tell you what, Carnarvon going forward, and they've always been strong. From what I know, and I don't claim to be an expert, Carnarvon have always put a lot of emphasis on youth rugby, yeah, brilliant, which is the big thing. Also hearing, um, and we need to get this confirmed, about possible change of coach RGC-16s, so yeah. I understand. I was hearing that Mike Stubbs is moving away, apparently. Yeah, rumour, but we need to find that one out. Um, the 18 start in December with their fixtures in the regional age grade competition. Um, obviously, it's for college block at the moment, but that college being Clandriflo College, um, they've played three games, they won one, lost one, and I'm not sure of the result in the third one. Uh, got a result here hot off the press. Oh, well done, Cal. Well done, Cal. Half two today, wasn't it? Against Witchich High School. I think that was away, wasn't it? It was away. And they won 31-19. Well played the college. Well played uh, Av. Oh, and Andy boys. Five trying to the bonus points. Yeah, Av didn't play me. (laughs) No, coach. Is that game on S4C? No, it'll be on that... um, Rugby Power, but yeah. The highlights. What do we think of it? I think it's a fantastic thing Brilliant. to do. Putting the, you know, the college rugby, the schools rugby, whatever it is, college schools, because we're church playing. I think it's great um, to have that. It actually needs, in my opinion, to be pushed far more that Clandriflo are playing in a competition of that level. A um, couple of years ago, I had a chat with um, one of the dads of a lad whose son has gone to play for Sale Sharks, age grade 18s. Um, and he wasn't aware that Clandriflo were in that competition and of the standard of that competition. Um, so, you know, it, it is a really good comp, and perhaps we, as a God pod, when they have their televised fixture, which they will at some stage on a Wednesday night, we ought to go down and watch that. Oh, definitely. Definitely get a few interviews um, pre- and post-match, something that quite yeah. nice. Yeah, a few stars of the future, hopefully, to see that. Yeah. Yeah, just touch on that. Obviously, you're talking about the uh, the college, and, um, and obviously... Everything getting underway in terms of age grade. Just want to touch on someone. I know we mentioned the uh, the women's teams last last week, but just touching on, uh, it doesn't get a lot of coverage, but the North Wales Police, uh, they've got a few games coming up. One against Cambridge University down in Cambridge, but one a bit closer to uh, close to home and a bit earlier on in October. Uh, North Wales Police play, play Warwickshire Police, actually, on the 12th of October at Wrexham. So that might be a nice one for people to get down on a Wednesday night under the floodlights there. Uh, and it's and it's nice to see there's a there's a f- fair few boys that have been involved in age grade and involving club rugby that are that are going and playing in that that North Wales. And didn't police. I see that two of the North Wales Police have got selected for British Police? Yeah, and that's the game against Cambridge. That is it. Sorry, so that yeah, is. Cam and Dylan Davis, both goats. Um, Cam used to play college university, didn't he? Yeah. He, so they're GB GB Police, right? Yeah, GB Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, playing sorry, against, sorry. Uh, Cambridge. Come on, Luke, get it. Come on, we get well, that's a comprehensive roundup, isn't it, lads? Of all those uh, Welsh Rugby Union Cup it results. Is. It is. Lots to talk about. Do you want a beer? Yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely murder one. Sponsored by Moratti. Back in two. So, looking forward to the next round of fixtures in the North Wales Leagues starting. It will start in Div 1 North. Uh, was it some Friday Night Lights in there, fellas? Friday Night Friday Lights. Nights. And funnily enough, it's our spotlight fixture because we're going to actually go to that game yeah. uh, on Friday. So we'll be at your uh, we'll be at your gaff, Langevny. Uh, so open for some for some pre match pre match grub and aren't we? Will 
Well, do you know, I, much as I am ashamed to say it, first time I've ever been to Gebney. Is really? it? Yeah, never been. Well, brilliant. I've played there. Yeah, I've played there. Nice, pitch, nice ground. Two pitches Nice ground, there. nice clubhouse. We'll, we'll have a good time there. But Looking um, forward to seeing Jack Roberts. Not seen him for a number of years. Um, yeah. Looking forward Probably to seeing good. him in action. I think that'll be a good game. I mean, we're going we're gonna to do, uh, just for you, though, uh, for, for, for those listening, we're going to do live updates on that game. When you say we, I think you mean you. Yeah, I'm going to do live updates on that game we'll just to keep everyone... Here. Just to keep yeah. everyone on our um, on our Twitter feed updated on that game, uh, and we might grab a few a few players from either side after the game and just have a quick have a quick video interview just to, uh, and just see uh, see their thoughts and uh, and yeah, uh, so that's that's our Friday night plan, boys. Looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. Genuinely. Obviously, aside from that, probably what's the big game of the season of a season of a week is a uh, did no be Nant. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it's probably worth just noting there that this has been one of the deciders for for the last three or four years, isn't it? Yeah. So it's obviously going to be big. So I did know at home. Um, from rumours I'm hearing that they're a bit thin on the ground at the minute. They aren't. They don't seem. They seem good, but they don't seem to have the same depth of squad that they used to have because people have retired. Or I think they've lost obviously in in the team from last year. Uh, McQueenie and Cam Davis have both signed fully for RGC, yeah. haven't they now? Correct. So they've lost both of them, you know. And and Billy and Cam probably you're looking at probably two of their better players. Oh, Cam, Cam, when Cam was playing for Didno, he was the best player in Div. But but and, and Day Day's retired, hasn't he? The but yeah, he's, he's, he's good. But yeah. what I would say about the Nant team, I found out today actually the the little nine from Teru Nant, who was their best player hands down by a mile, is now obviously. Eventually got the upgrade. He's playing week in week out for Nant first. Oh, fair play. So so that's good. So that's only going to help them. And also, them. I think it's fair to say, always a bit of an edge back game, isn't it? Yeah, they're always. You'd, a bit you'd, you'd expect some cards to be shown, <laughs> wouldn't you? I think Tidda Parry sent us some uh, some evidence of that from the other day, didn't he? With some people flying at the rook. Bit nail. But yeah, I mean that that, that that's a biggie. Um, I'm going to go and watch Abigail v Colwyn Bay in Div Two. Div Two, okay, and and nothing really in in Div Two there. I mean. I, that Abigail Colin Bay is the one that stands out for me. The others, obviously, um, the Banger you're playing against against Banger, you'll be down there. Can't wait to um, see Baston. Can't wait to see remember Baston. Remember to pack your remember, remember to pack your kicking boots. Can I? I can, I can see. Oh, no, I can see two. I can see two own wins for Mould and Wrexham there as well. Um, yeah, let's be honest, Lou. If if bloody Mould were playing the All Blacks, you'd have it down as a home win. <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's let's be pretty honest here. I've never known you think Mould aren't going to win. I do think the Abigail Colin Bay game will be quite good. Um, I'm biting my tongue for you, John Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that game will be good. Abigail Colin Bay as well. Colin Bay have had a strong start. They narrowly lost away to Mould, didn't they? Um, and Abigail obviously getting their first win of the season. Yeah, and hoping to catch up with Tom Hughes. Um, yeah. New Tom from his RGC days who's coaching Abigail. And the other one I picked out from the divisions below was actually Mould 2s versus Flint, which is a bit of a local derby, isn't it? Yeah, um, and I think it's an old... Mold boy helping out at Flint at the minute. Um, James Kirby. Yeah, James, James Kirby. Kirby. Is he head coach there? I heard he was he's not. Him. He's not head coach. He's just helping out a bit. He's down there. Aubrey. Aubrey's there as well. Um, what I would say is, looking at those two leagues from from the last couple of weeks, that's where we're expecting postponements. And Flint have, have postponed the last two weeks. That game is on. Good. Because Flint have said they've posted today. That game's on. So over the next couple of days, it's Wednesday now. I think there will be postponements in that league. I hope to God there isn't, 
but I, I think if there's going to be any postponements, it's going to be in those two leagues. Uh, another fixture I think we missed, but I think it's going to be quite a good one, could be Balor 2s versus Riffin 2s. Yeah, definitely. Seeing as Balor's result last week against Bro in the Cup. Yeah, at, at, you know, at Balor. At Balor. Yeah. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, it's, it's hard this stage of the season working out who are strong and, and who are not. You know, players aren't available some weeks and the leagues need to settle down a bit, don't they? I think it'll be hard to determine second-team rugby overall, won't it? Because player commitment's a hard thing for second-team rugby, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. on home and away fixtures and that's pretty much a roundup of uh, of this weekend's fixtures well, obviously we've got the spotlight one for us guys on Friday night which would be really good to go and, go and do Will you're in Div 2 North on um, on Saturday I am and Carl you're away in Bangor so that's our uh, that's our weekend planned anyway oh do you see a way to Ebervale and the Welsh Prem um, I would have thought that would be a tough game Ebervale have won my first two games um, beat Carmarthen Quinns quite easily in the cup last week, but probably more noticeably they um they beat Newport opening game of the league season, and, and Newport a bit, you know were touted as probably one of the favourites to win that league. Um, looking at their Twitter account, they've made a lot of new signings. I must confess I wouldn't be um au fait of how strong those signings are, but what I do know is very strong coaching staff at Ebervale. Um, Jason Strange, Geffen Lewis are there. Wow. Both Welsh age grade coaches, yeah, yeah. you know top quality coaches. Um, RGC obviously have only played one competitive game so far they'll be looking to get their, their season on the road next week they're away at Clinefley. Um so you know that, that'll be an interesting game to watch whatever I think I think I think Abu away as well is a, it's one of those that you don't really want to be you know I, I, I've played there a few times for RGC and it's not it's, it's not, not the nicest place to go and play is that, um, is that Will where we played against the Dragons at 16s and yeah. turned up five minutes before kickoff? Right, that is indeed the ground, whatever. But yeah. you'd, you'd like to think RGC, I mean, we said last on last week's or, or two weeks ago on the pod that, you know, um, but a performance like that down there in a win could just kickstart the kick start the season, you know? Um, yeah, I don't like to bully you up too much, Lou, but my, my two abiding memories of um, RGC playing Ebervale are, are one, you having a half-decent game and scoring a couple of tries there. Yeah. And two, Luke Williams getting absolutely cut in Damian half Hood. by Damien Hudd. <laughs> and you could see it coming. And, and it still it still makes me shudder just thinking about and it. And actually, remember just after that, Roger Carter-Jones getting sparkled. Yeah, and taken to hospital. Yeah, that was a that was a bad one as well. We remember that, whatever. But yeah, add a little, add a little Michael Dublé there um, down at Abu away. So uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite. To favorite. be fair, only from a couple of yards out. From what it's I one of my favourite grounds, actually, that. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise! What a surprise! No, I shouldn't have mentioned that. But I mean, on, on, on a more serious. But you, but you did. <laughs> on, on a more serious note, I mean, doing a bit of research, and, and we do do a bit. Um, went through Evervale's Twitter account, which is actually quite impressive. A um, lot of information on there, videos. Um, the club seems to be, you know, doing things the right way. They had a um, a, a meet with supporters night when they did their kit launch night, and before the last game, um, they had pre-match meal. And there was also questions and answers after that with um with Nigel Davis. Oh wow! So we're looking you know looking to get things done, and that really got me thinking about about Twitter accounts full stop. Um, so I've got a couple of little quiz questions for you two actually. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Firstly, have a guess how many rugby clubs are playing in the North Wales leagues? I don't mean second teams. I mean actual clubs. Twenty-seven. North Wales leagues. Yeah. In the North Wales division, how many club? How many clubs have we got actively playing at the moment? Twenty-seven. It's not. I thought it was twenty-seven. It's not. Thirty-one. No, twenty-nine. Oh, that was in two. So and then here's one for you. Who? Are, and I know there's lots of different forms of. Mold. No. 
<laughs> that was. I won't say what. I won't say what they answered. That was the answer to which for question to which that was the answer. But and I know we're lots of different types of social media. But see if you can name me the three clubs who've got the largest number of Twitter followers. In in what in Wales? No, North Wales. North Wales. I went for all the clubs' Twitter accounts. Oh gosh. Okay. I think Mould will be up there. They're not. Wrexham. No, not the top three. Oh my god. There are five clubs who've got over two thousand followers. Abergelly, one. No, Abergelly, believe it or not, I've only got a couple hundred followers. What? They're good on socials. Yeah, they haven't got many followers. Bethesda. Nope. Carnarvon. Carnarvon's number one. Cobra. Ah, yes. uh, I couldn't tell you about Cobra because they blocked me. <laughs> Um, Was that after the comments last week, Will? Before that, I, I <laughs> both Brilliant. they that's the one club. I don't know how many followers they've got. <laughs> I really I good. made a um a light-hearted reference to an incident that happened at an RGC team building day involving our head coach, and they blocked me. Um, might share that story with you boys in the next couple of weeks on the pod. But yeah, so I could apart I don't know how many Cobra have got genuinely, but it's not <laughs> it's not Cobra. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um. Right, we're just going to name everyone, are we? Um, One Colin, of, De- Colin Bay. No. Denby. Denby have, are in the top five. They Ho- have over 2,000 followers. Hollyhead. No. <laughs> what, a Nantes in there? No. Flandino have got zero because they've got a fucking Twitter. Yeah, they haven't got That's so strange. Yeah, Flandino don't, don't have... The two teams... Who, Go on, just tell us. Okay, believe it or not, Welshpool are number two. Wow. Oh, wow. And I think, well, I think that might partly be because Welshpool Part follow thousands as well. Is it... But could not be... Is there was their old head coach the guy who ran the Heart of Wales Sevens? No, no, that's obviously sorry. Um, so the top three are in ascending or descent, ascending order. Clangevney number three. Oh wow, yeah, oh, wow. okay. Welshpool number two, Carnarvon number one, and the other two clubs who have um, followers of over two thousand are Riffin and Denby. Brilliant, great. Um, oh, wow. A couple of clubs don't seem to really use Twitter, notably Flint and Didno, and McCuntcliffe only seem to use it around promoting at Sean Win Sevens. I think also it's worth mentioning, obviously, RGC is the biggest, but it's worth mentioning that, somewhat bizarrely, the RGC 1404 account is not run by RGC. It's run by a supporter. So that's why RGC have to run their Twitter account out of RGC News. Um, Welsh Rugby Union, I know for a fact, have tried to speak to the supporter in question to ask could they have that name for them to use, and he's point blank said no. Um, remember when Joe Lydon was down at the Union, he actually approached the guy when we played pre-season at Chester. Um, and it does cause confusion at times. Um, I occasionally, when I've had a few to drink, if someone puts RGC 1404, yeah, mate, I've seen it more. I reply and say, no, it's RGC <laughs> News, because it does bug me. Um, and I, you know, it's, I'm sure the supporter, he feels he's holding on to that for the right reasons, but personally, I, I think it's a little nonsense. Give it up, mate. Sell it. Sell it. So um, get a grab I mean, for the, it. the other thing I was going to say was, I mean, that's only Twitter. Uh, you obviously had too much to drink already, Callum. But that's only Twitter. Lots, you know, there's, there's Instagram, there's, there's Facebook, there's all sorts. We know Instagram, about that. Instagram's a big one, isn't it now? I think yeah. that's it. TikTok, even some clubs use, I think. Really? I think so. But what I was going to say was, and I don't know what your boys' views on this is, WRU run courses on all sorts. Do you think, and I do, that they should run a course for clubs about using social media? Yeah, I think there should be an officer at each at each club that is a social media officer, and I think that'd be a great thing to do a WRU course to 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 give a, a person in a club and um, the the knowledge to be able to go and do that. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, mean, I just think you know you run courses about 
how to run the pitches. You run courses about drawing down grants for your facilities, and that's all important. But social media is a massive engagement tool and a massive tool for ensuring well, sustainability. However, I do think, you know, we are training these people, and Luke, me, myself, and you know the time it takes. It is like almost like a part-time job. So will people take it on? For nothing, uh, I think it is. Well, clubs rely on volunteers for everything. Clubs, Cal. clubs need to invest in that side because I think it grows the club. What I would that. say though is, is I still don't agree with this. Um, every website has got to be basically run by WRU. Um, Do they web- have to be? They have to be, yeah. Yeah, they have to be on that. So ev- ev- and then every my WRU website has got to have the link to the WRU shop on. It's 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 all a bit. And also, from what I gather. Speaking to a few people off a record, it's very clunky to use that. My yeah, but you can, it? It, you know, looking at looking at other websites and 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 big clubs websites. If you if you want to go and invest five to ten grand on on a brand new website and it's really good interface and you're bringing people in through that way and sponsorship, and why can't you go and do it? It's absolutely it's an absolute farce. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's an absolute farce, and something needs to change with that because. I know first hand from all they were looking at uh, uh, investing and getting a brand new website. They can't because WRU are, are holding holding all the cards. I think it's a joke. Yeah. yeah um, while we're talking about club development, it would be remiss of us um, not to give best wishes to Al James, who was left for union after a number of years. Um, he's had a number of roles, but he was a, I forget the exact job title, but basically he was a club um, development support officer at the time he left. He was covering North Wales and West Wales and he's left to go and work for the FAW Trust as a facility investment manager. Um, I mean, I've known Al for, since he was about 14, 15. Um, he's definitely one of the good guys and I think he'll be sorely missed by everyone within the union. Yeah, definitely. Um, a little funny story, I'm sure Al won't mind me saying, but um, he's obviously been job hunting for a little while and that he rocked up for an interview with Hockey Wales um, and like interviews are now, they had like a group exercise and there, lo and behold, was another member of a WRU community team at the same time from the same department as him and neither of them had told each other that they were going for that job. <laughs> so the pair of them sat That's there looking brilliant. rather embarrassed. Um, big loss, also worth mentioning while we're on that subject, that Di Higgs is back um, as the coordinator back in the South. He's been on secondment with um, Sport Powers, I think. Um thing I did find a bit concerning was the job advert from the WRU for Alan's job, it says that um, the post will be based in the West, but you will work in the North. Now, I do understand. My understanding is that Al was doing a lot of work in the West. However, there are 29 clubs in North Wales. Um, I would have thought that they would merit having a full-time um, officer supporting them in terms of club development. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a shame that the union is splitting it. And we all know that if someone is based in the West... They'll, they will not come up to the north as often as they should. And I think that's that's disappointing. So actually, we got in touch with the RGC med, head of head medical lead, Will? Head of medical. Head of medical, sorry. Head of medical, Oren Elphiston Davis. And uh, he basically shed some light on the, uh, on the situation about what we spoke about. He listened to the pod last week. I basically mentioned that HIA, HIA sorry, is, a, is, is a term used in pro rugby. Um, and that's basically stands for head injury assessment. And it's the process for in-game head assessments in professional rugby. 
but HIA is not using community rugby like like uh, like we're playing. Obviously, not RGC, but the community teams in in North Wales uh, should not use HIA. The the actual thing they should use is recognise and remove. So any signs or symptoms of of, of concussion, um, the player should leave the pitch and not return. No questions asked. Uh, should leave the pitch and not return. And then after that, obviously the protocol runs with physios or GPs. But there's a uh, with with that if you, if you're 19 and over, it's 21 day flat rate protocol. But if you're under 19, it's a 23 day protocol return to rugby. And I think now, there's an online learning module, isn't it? Yeah, and there is an online learning module just for just for uh, concussion, and we will po- we will be posting that on our on our socials. I think it's really really we we as a, a, a as a trio and as the Godpod think it's very very important. Everyone goes on there, looks at it, and even if it's just five minute worth of of light reading, just to just to uh, become associated with it and understand it. We we feel like you know it's it's so prevalent in modern day rugby and, and modern day life. Uh, with everything going on at the minute, that it, it, it needs to be looked at and it needs to be uh, it needs to be addressed by clubs in North Wales. Yeah, and also, I mean, Oran mentioned that the WRU do run a free course, um, strapping and medical awareness, um, and that looks at as well as strapping, concussion, and medical emergency planning assistance. Um, I think we're going to put up the the email link for that. Um, it's free of charge, and I think it, in all honesty, it'll probably be Oran who comes to your club to deliver. But I spoke to Oran today. Oran Alphiston Davis. Spoke to Oran, and he was more than happy for us to be push this out there. Um, obviously, going to involve him some extra work, but obviously more than happy to do it. So, whose decision should it be, coaches or refs? Referees apparently have all done. Oran told me today the referees have all done a concussion awareness course. Apparently, well, I'm pretty certain that all players who register in Wales have to agree and have to do the concussion module as part of their registration. Yeah, I think there is a thing to do, whatever. But the bottom line is, if you're concussed, you're off the pitch, and you then start referring it to proper medical professionals. So, so who makes that decision? Like, does the referee say that player is not allowed back on, or is it the, is it the coach? If a referee says it, the coach, I think, can do one. Does that make sense? So the referee is the... Because the... my understanding always, and I'm prepared to be corrected by this, is that what goes on the pitch... The referee is in control of. We've given a little brief pricey there of our understanding from a quick chat with Oran. But the big thing is, don't necessarily listen to us. Follow it up. Yeah. Go through the proper channels and find out what proper what, procedures are. What I would say, go, going on from last week, we kind of we kind of give get, gave the whole WRU a bit of a bad rep. There is things going on. We've, there's been an email this week that has gone to some rugby clubs, not all, but some rugby clubs in North Wales. Which is basically a study being um, being t- is taking place between WRU and Cardiff Met University, um, and they are basically looking at um, a study basically in conjunction with amateur rugby on the rate, type, and cause of injuries sustained in community rugby in the next four years. So there is a study taking place, and and people have. Uh, uh, you know, performers and things to fill in to to answer questions about this type of thing. But there is stuff in place apparently by the WRU Good. where you know where, where where these kind of things are. It, it's being taken seriously, and I think like Will, you touched on last week, up to five years ago, maybe even less, it was absolutely ignored yeah. by by the by not just WRU by World Rugby. Yeah, and I think the thing is. We could, um, we it might also be worthwhile us putting out to the link. I think I, we've all listened to it now. Um, fascinating podcast the BBC did, 
um, BBC Radio. Alex Popham was on there talking oh, about um, the issues he had around concussion. They have the um, head medical from World Rugby. As Lou just said, it's something that's been looked at, but I would recommend, we'll put the link out for that. It's a podcast well worth listening to, and it's something that is finally being taken seriously. Tell you what, the, the worrying thing with that, he said on it, not to not to ruin it for anyone that's going to listen, but he said there's actually Six Nations players, play will be playing in the Six Nations Autumn Internationals that have had tests to say that they have CTE or early onset dementia that are still being selected and still playing. That's horrendous. That is... That is really, really, really weird. My, my, my concern listening to it, and I felt the world rugby. I wonder what would have happened if there was no such thing as solicitors. I think this is being driven in part less by player welfare concerns and more by concerns about people yeah, having their arse sued. Popham did actually get a phone call and said, Have you been in touch with, have you heard this off the. So. If Ian had that call about the solicitor, he would have never have gone and had a conversation. Yeah, exactly. That would be my concern. It's being driven less by player welfare and more by the union. But there's a stat there, and it's crazy, that, that when NFL got the big law case against them, 4,000 players sued the NFL in America for 500 million, half a billion pounds. NFL could afford that, though. Yeah, but it's come to it's come to uh, Welsh rugby or, 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 or rugby in general, world rugby, 200 players are currently suing now. Well, I think another thing Popham said was, when he played professional rugby... If someone took a hit in training and got the old Bambi legs, that was normally played in the next video session as something to laugh at. Yeah, rewound and slowed down. Rather than treated as a serious injury. It's something I, I'm a bit of a giggle about. I, I'll, do, you, do you ever remember that game I played against for real first against Newtown when I knocked out and you were the first one around the pitch? I've got okay, that's bad news for you with my lack of memory. <laughs> not sure I was the right person to be treating you. <laughs> yeah. Do you not remember it? I played the youth game before. Oh, down at, down at Newtown? Yeah, down at yeah Newtown. I remember that. I ran and made that hit in the centre and I fell over and everyone was like, oh, fucking hell, he's... he's, he's. Right, I must have been shocked then, to see you make a big hit, Cal. And then the first person running on the pitch was like, hey, you were like, no, he's he's gone. And I got up and it was like a boxer falling down and I just got the piss taken out of me. Yeah. And that's and, the, you've got to change that stigma, I think. Do you know what I it, it, that got me from the interview? The one, the one thing I really pulled out is I've just looked at concussion as getting knocked out where you clean out. No, you, it's not. You, no, it's not that. So you, you wake up and you're like, well, well, what's just gone on? That's concussion. The th- the big thing is now is this sub-concussive yeah, trauma. And that is constant trauma. You may never get knocked out in your life, but it's the constant repetitive. And I think uh, Popper made a, a really good point and a good analogy. If something was to drop on a bit of soil for a day, there'd be no hole. But if something was to repetitively drop on for 14 years... You know, there'd be a massive hole there, wouldn't there? Yeah. And that, and, and and really, that was what I took away from it was, you know, do it at some point do all guys at community level need to go and get this, get a test just just to double check? Well, I think the good thing is, like we just said, attitudes have changed. Um, people shouldn't, you know, we've just said a few thoughts there, but the big thing is, the good thing is, in Wales, WRU looked to be beginning to take it seriously. There, are, there is help out there. Go and find out properly what you should be doing. Um, and as I say, we will put out this link, try and do these courses, get Oran to come to your club, talk you through it, whatever. And then that, that, that should clear up any uncertainty. And also, just for, I just, okay, Cal, you wanted to talk about a few areas, um, community initiatives you'd seen? Yeah, I said a few. Um, it was great seeing last night on Twitter, 
that um, the Rugby Ravens riffing side, ladies riffing side. Brilliant. Um, 55 ladies at training. That is crazy. impressive. That is Very impressive. Good. Crazy numbers, uh, even for any rugby team, really, before their fixture against Clangevney on the weekend. And th- that opponent, their opponent that, that on that weekend, um, their club seems to be progressing quite well. Um, lots of inclusive things going on there with the walking rugby. Clangevney. Yeah, Clangevney. Um, you know, I think that's the sort of thing that probably my dad needs but maybe I should go and join him because <laughs> for, hey, for the weekend mate you need to you can't fucking run that's one thing full legs um, and then it's good to see that the Conway Dragons are up and running you know who who are a side that try to push the LGBTQ plus community in rugby and it's really good to see that they're getting that good numbers at their yeah sessions. they're very inclusive I mean, they actually, they actually played a fixture on me now um, I think they did I think it was last weekend I can't remember I think Di Robs has done quite a lot of work supporting him in fairness um, I've seen Di Robs has been helping out coaching there, whatever, which is good. That's good. Seeing that the um, the girls' skill hubs are up and running. Yeah, um, where are they, Will? There's one in Arius, but I think there might be one down in the south of the county as well. That's something. I mean, I think perhaps we ought to have a, a serious look one week at what's going on in the south of the county. I know the clubs in the south feel that they're sort of neglected and marginalised. Um, perhaps give a bit of focus to what's going on there one week. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> And then just to, uh, we're adding a new little, um, you've come up with this, actually, a new little segment of the pod. Um, and basically, we're looking at Gogs Abroad. So this is uh, this is kind of our highlight to highlight some of the guys and girls uh, or women o- uh, uh, over the border that are doing uh, they're doing good things that, that, that we need to highlight. So uh, firstly, just from my, my club, I'll let you take the next one, Will, but from my club, uh, Harrison Crow. Um, Coldy promoted to the championship, uh, beat Richmond 34-32 on the weekend, uh, and Harrison Crow obviously ex ex uh, ex goat, um, had a fancy and real real juniors he played actually. and real juniors but ex goat and uh, had a had a fantastic performance, two tries and an all round fantastic. I think he played 65 minutes, but he was absolutely fantastic. And I think um, anyone who's watched Harrison over the last few years. It's actually no big shock he's doing no. well in the championship. He's no, always he, looked a championship quality he's player. He's a championship quality player, and he, you know, but but that that shows, you know, just just what type of player he is, and he had a great game. Yeah, good to see, and I know he's really happy playing his rugby. Every time I see him at court, he says he's really happy there, whatever. We were going to do it just as one player each week, and not necessarily a player. It could be a coach or someone who's doing well, but we felt we had to mention Hugh Davis, eighteen. He made his senior debut for Sale Sharks um, last night. In their um, Premiership Cup Bethesda. game, Bethesda, and then he got a scholarship to Kirkham Grammar School. So, so he, all the best. He know. played RGC <laughs> up to under 16, um, and then he went to Sale Shark. So it's good to see Hugh doing really. Finally, I think probably good luck to the RGC Senior Academy side who are playing tonight against Swansea Uni down in Clyde. I think they might have just about kicked off. Didn't they? Yeah, this sort of time. Swansea Uni, good. They were they had um, was it Gwyn Parks who signed. He was the box player of the year last year. He, he was out of a fly off. I remember watching some footage of him nudging drop. But yeah, I mean, it, what, what is interesting is there is a huge amount going on in North Wales rugby at the moment. Yeah, well, which which is fantastic. And that is, for everyone listening, that is kind of what we what we want to do this podcast about. You know, we, we like doing it. We hope you enjoy listening. Um, and we want to do it just to shed some light on some of the really good things and the positive things about North Wales rugby. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to episode two of The God Pod with me, Lewis Barker, Callum Bennett and the rugby tourist, Will Morecambe. Uh, please subscribe, 
follow, listen, uh, wherever you can on your podcast provider, whether that be Apple, uh, Spotify or any other provider. And uh, leave us a review, five star, obviously. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh...